0: <laughs> no, we like we, we like we like a hard cold open here at the program. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, well
1: so before the before we got David on and we start the thing real quick, Lee told me that uh that y'all was willing to um be on the stream from like 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. on Friday night <laughs> Friday, and we'll Saturday night. hours
0: straight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he's, damn, uh,
0: you know them, he said, what they used to do in the 50s with them dances that last all night long?
1: Yeah, he said y'all was just going to be – but y'all only wanted the night time. I don't know why right. he didn't want to hang out with us during the day, but he said 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. Friday night and Saturday
0: night is what y'all said that, you could do.
2: That That's Tom Sexton's natural habitat.
0: That's my – yeah, I'm, that's peak uh, Sexton hours right there. <laughs> yeah yeah so
1: uh so I've got you down and we're already I've got the artist billing putting that on the bill
0: so hell yeah hell yeah baby. let's see here
2: no it's too bad you started the B-roll when you did because uh the way you started your story was see what had happened was <laughs>
0: yeah
3: that would have and that's always classic. the best way to
2: start <laughs> anything that comes after that is going to be a good story yeah, yeah. See what had happened was. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a shame we didn't get that to start us off with. Oh. David, you on? Have we got I'm a critical here. mass? All right. That, I, I like that Dave's called in because I, I like the good uh, hum of good, you know, get that good phone hiss in there. Oh, yeah. Keep it. Uh, That's you how you know, know it's authentic. Nice homespun. Yes. Well, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, let me make sure my, my yeah, yeah, I'm good. Welcome everybody to the, <laughs> hard cold though. Welcome everybody to, uh, the, uh, Thursday edition of, uh, the Trill Billies. I am, uh, from our end I'm running a skeleton crew cause it's just me today, but I called in some re- reinforcements here and, uh, we will, uh, not want for uh some uh, some backup here but uh i've brought on some fellows that i've wanted to have on for a minute and one of uh, my old buddies here that's a veteran of uh the early days who graciously agreed to come on i think well, well what episode was you only like seven or eight or something
2: it was it was in the early days man. early, it back, early days. i mean it, it was back when uh when jd vance was a common topic of discussion
0: we, uh, we also talked about Roy Moore. <laughs> we talked about Roy Moore.
2: We talked about uh,
0: youth groups. Yeah, hell yeah. Some so classics. We got uh, Mr. Jacob Morrison from uh, the Valley Labor Report. And David, what's your last name, David? Yeah,
3: David Story.
0: David Story from the Valley Labor Report here. And, of course, returning Mr. Lee Baines third uh you know the uh the Prince of Birmingham no. among among other titles. <laughs> no <Yeah>. man <laughs> I'm just trying to get like
2: you dog. Shit. No. What's
0: going on today, Well
2: fall? Tom, y'all were in the paper.
1: I y'all saw that I think a few months ago. Y'all was in the Huntsville paper. Southerners Who's gonna make a change or something or another. <laughs> Top one <100. laughs> Top 100 Southerners.
0: Top, am I in the top 100 now?
1: <laughs> yeah, Lee didn't make it. Y'all did. Lee wasn't um, on
0: there. Listen, the day I beat out Lee Bates for top 100 Southerners, that's <laughs> everything's gone to pot.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you that right now.
0: Well, and I mean
2: Huntsville just—I mean, you know, Huntsville just resolved that age-old debate of Kentucky's uh, border state status. They just well, claimed y'all outright. They did.
0: <laughs> Finally, I love I love that debate because. Here's you know where, I'm on y'all's side. I'm. I'm on, you, you always, know ha, you always have supported us <laughs> and Oklahoma. So I and Oklahoma. <laughs> but uh, I, what I always love about that debate is this: is like, okay, so let me get this straight. We had all the trappings of all the ugly things, Jim Crow, slavery, all this kind of stuff. But at, why we get excluded is because we didn't join the well, <laughs> as we didn't join the Confederacy, in the, I guess you know, in a you know, ultimately. Right. Declared neutrality and then said, ah, we'll stick with you. That sounds about right. <laughs> but exactly. like that, that disqualifies us somehow.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, to me, that's why we would want to claim y'all even more. You know, it's, like, see, we weren't all on the all <laughs> right. we, we had Kentucky and West Virginia holding it down, you know.
0: Well, and then the funny thing <laughs> is that both Jefferson Davis and Abraham Lincoln were both Kentuckians, which is that's right, funny. you know. So, the whole mess It's <laughs> kind of Crazy. our fault in, in some ways. <laughs> so, I did not know that. I, I should learn something every and day, that, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks everybody for uh, for coming on here. Now, before we excuse me, get my little buddy out of the way there. Uh, <laughs> before we get into uh, all the uh, all the good stuff, y'all y'all's organizing efforts and everything around this event happening on Saturday. Once Jacob, you and David, tell us a little bit more about uh, the Valley Labor Report for folks that might not be in the know.
3: Sure, why well, people I can... that are not it do know,
1: yeah. Everybody doesn't know about us, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>,
0: every, everybody, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, everybody is at the know, so we'll just go to the next one. <laughs> um, next, check out one off the list,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know, we're uh, um. We're a union talk radio show. Uh, we we started. We're a little bit over a year old now. We've been on the radio for about a year. We come on our home station is Sean Hannity's first gig, actually on ninety two point five in Huntsville. WVNN. Is Sean Hannity from
0: Huntsville?
3: He is from Huntsville. Yeah, yeah
1: is sorry. he really? I don't know that. Don't claim
3: that. Don't claim that.
1: <laughs> what I'm saying is, we're <laughs> going turning... to put him
2: on Madison or something.
1: Yeah, we'll put him on Madison. What we're saying is, well, actually, the station's in Athens. So, you know, but there the, you go. Uh, yeah. Well, but what we're saying is, we're turning, we're going to turn his station into a, a the site uh, for the communist revolution here in Huntsville. So, um, how's it going so far? Well, you know, we've got an hour and a half of the programming <laughs> on Saturday mornings. So. <laughs> That's, we're, we're like, what is that, almost like a tenth of 1% of the whole station's programming. So we're, you know. Chipping away sl- at them, baby. Yeah, chipping at a We're well, chipping away. Start
3: somewhere. Yeah. The, the good thing is that we, we've caused a big enough stir that, that that everybody's called in on everybody else's shows trying to get us off the air. What do they we say? We may only thing? have an hour and a half, but they're pissed. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah we was back in back last summer when when we would talk about anything about well there was one weekend in particular where me and David said that we really don't care that cop cars got burned up in Minneapolis after that weekend the station manager said he had a dozen people call trying to get us off the air and uh, but the station manager he's just a real big real big capitalist and so he was like i think that's awesome keep it up keep them mad <laughs> and you know you keep paying us to be on the air and you can you can stay on the air so so he's uh,
0: he's at least got the presence of mind to say okay at least these, these boys are generating some attentions and yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah, yeah so and, mean, and, you uh, know, at the end of the day the only, the only color that's important to those folks is green Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: and, and, but we do, we try to stay away from some of the more political type stuff and we try to just keep it on unions. We we try to more keep it on union stuff because it is a conservative station. And obviously in an hour and a half, you know, I mentioned it earlier, it's only like how much of a percent of the station's programming. We're not going to turn in, turn them into in an hour and a half on Saturday mornings, you know, socialist revolutionaries, but we reckon if we can, get them closer to changing their mind on one thing, and that thing being unions, we, we can get them to say that you know, maybe, maybe this union thing ain't so bad, that'll not only be the best way to help them to improve their lives, because we can look at all the data around unions, union members make higher wages, better working conditions, they're safer, they have better retirements, better healthcare. I mean, the list goes on. It's gonna be better for them than voting for anybody, Democrat or Republican, but also, um, if we can get them in the union, their brothers and sisters are going to have a better time than we ever would about convincing them on any other number of issues, getting them to think that, you know, gay folks deserve rights, getting them to think that immigrants deserve rights. We're not, we can't convince them in an hour and a half, but their brothers and sisters can, you know, and that's, and that's the data bears that out. Um, we had Paul Prescott from Jacobin on last weekend to talk, or may, maybe weekend before to talk about a um, packing house workers back in the 20th century Um, they had uh, uh, the union started off it started off separate right black and white workers and they came together and you can find quotes at the beginning of that union white membership talking about the black membership black membership talking about the white membership it's all disparaging you know but they said we got to come together in order to to make our uh, make everything better five years later that packing house union was leading uh, leading sit-ins at the lunch counters for in- integration in like the 1930s, you know, yeah, yeah. unions change folks. And, and yeah. so so we want to change people's mind about unions and the union can change their mind about the other stuff. But but and in the meantime, they're going to have a better life and they're going to make a better life for their coworkers and their communities. And so that's that's what we try to focus on at, at the Valley Labor Report.
0: Well, let me ask you this, because it's been such a rallying cry, I think, probably since Trump was elected and continues on. But there's so much energy on the left uh, about organizing the South more broadly, but especially about, you know, uh, you know, card uh, siding fights at like uh, the I think it's the Nissan workers down in Alabama, maybe a few years ago. If I'm is that was Mississippi. It Mississippi? Yeah, 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 and and others like auto workers, you know, across you know, then the deeper south and the Gulf states and, and so forth. And I was just curious, like, what what's your what what would you all say to somebody that isn't necessarily persuaded of a the utility of unionization in the south, but b or not necessarily the utility, but the efficacy of unionization in the south, and b the like just kind of skeptical about the possibility of it because we're we're too far gone <laughs> at this point <laughs> so who's
1: the? are we trying to convince union workers in these places to vote for or sign a not card, necessarily or are, not
0: necessarily folks with proximity to that but just like you know you in the uncle, broader culture who, convincing yeah, 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 people exactly. that
1: unionization in the south is worth it
0: right 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 or or possible just even you know like i guess drawing on some of that history you know i I'm reading hammer and hoe right now about, you know, black Alabama communists in the thirties and forties and so forth. And there's, there's all kinds of good, uh, anecdotal stuff in there from that angle. But, you know, for, for the lay person out there, you know, what, what would you say to
3: them, you know, about all this kind of thing?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: I mean, you know, the thing is, it's, everybody can look around and, and, and make up their mind for themselves, but, uh, you know, one of, my, one of my biggest talking points is I've, I've worked union all my life, but uh, I'm an electrician working a, in a factory and, and making almost $50 an hour plus paid health care, plus paid pension, plus paid 401K. Uh, you know, four weeks of vacation every year, plus I don't know how many holidays. And uh, the facility's air-conditioned is safe. And, and I get to go home to my, my family every night healthy and happy. And, you know, everybody else that I know that's an electrician in there is making 20 to $25 an hour. So, I mean, you, you can you framing it any way you want, but at the end of the day, we're all looking to eat and, and buy a nice pickup truck and, and a decent house and uh, be able to retire sometime with a little bit of dignity. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, at the end of the day, either you keep fighting by yourselves uh, and hoping that the boss will give you a few crumbs on the table, or will sit up with us and demand a damn full meal. It's, it's mm-hmm. up to y'all, whatever, whatever y'all want to do. But it's a whole lot easier to fight together than it is to fight by ourselves.
0: And as hi- far as they the hire Dave.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're hiring every day. <laughs> hiring every day. Come on down and I'll do everything I can to help you Yeah,
1: and IBW in the area is always looking they're, they're all the time they've got ads out for apprentices and stuff. And and you know, I know I know a fella that's that's in this podunk local uh non-union contractor. And I tried to get him to get on with IBEW and he and he just won't won't hardly do it. But and, and I you know, he he'd start off immediately making more. But but, you know, as far as the, you know, convincing people outside that aren't working that that unionization in the South is a possibility, I'd say, well, you know, look at even though Bessemer didn't go through, look at Alabama, our union density rate is like it's like nine, 10%. It's, it's right at the national average. It's, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's not much, um, not much below a lot of these other states. Um, and, and, you know, folks in Alabama can do it, folks, folks anywhere else can do it. And you mentioned that history, we talked to, um, we talked to the author of Hammer and Ho, and we went through some of that history. And, and, uh, you know, Alabama had a Um, a really strong and vibrant labor movement even more than anywhere else in the south um and and you know david has been able to work in alabama union gigs for his whole life um this is the only union gig i've been a part of but but uh but you know of of course it's possible it's going to take a lot of work uh it but you know i think it's it's necessary the reason that operation dixie was so um was so important to the CIO and why it was so, so bad for the labor movement that it failed back in the 30s and 40s and 50s is because uh, the South is part of the United States. And for the same reason that it hurts us to compete with near-slave wages with, uh, in Mexico or China or Vietnam or wherever the hell, it hurts folks up north if they've got to compete with the labor in the South that isn't unionized or that, that labor in the South that uh, have been conditioned to, to say that, um, say, say that if we've got a job, we're happy and we don't deserve anything else. And, you know, just thank the Lord for the job.
0: Yeah. That's um, a common refrain, especially if th- these, this way, you know, I, I know, mm-hmm. you know, y'all, this is a UMWA thing y'all putting together and, and, there's not a single UMWA rep miner working in Kentucky, and you're talking about a place that had the world's most productive coal field through most of the 80s and 90s in the world, not just the That's country. That's right. That's right.
1: Well, and, and all the mines in Alabama, except for one, I believe, are union. You know, Mm -hmm. so of course, like, and these are, and these are these miners, you know, they've got, they've got, what is it, 90% union density rate in in a right to work state, David has a 93% union density rate in his machinist plant, the only people in their plant that are not in the union are people that they will not allow in the union because they're scabs, Uh, they scabbed at the last strike, you know, I mean, it's possible and these folks are not, you know, they're they're not crazy liberal socialists. I seen I was at the rally last night, um, the UMWa rally, uh, ta- uh, and and I seen a couple Trump hats. You know, I mean these are not these aren't crazy people. They just they're, they're folks that understand that. Uh, yeah. I mean they're just like everybody else, except they understand that the union is good for them, good for their community, and good for their families. And and so if they can be convinced, you know. Uh, um, the, it, it, it's possible, but but it's important because it as easy as it is for people to sh- to ship jobs to Mexico. It's so much easier for them to ship jobs to Alabama, and uh, you know David always says something that he's heard in the labor movement is that Alabama is the last stop to Mexico, and so we you know it's it's important for everybody. You know, an injury to one is an injury to all, and that's not just you know it's not just
2: bullshit. Yeah, and to your point, Tom about. You know how weak the UMWA is in Kentucky right now, and how you know few union jobs there are in mining up there. When Jacob and I uh, went to the picket lines the first time, um, we talked to a couple guys who were from I forget the town, but dude, you remember Chris and Dalton, Jacob? Um, but they were from just one holler over from Whitesburg, and uh, oh yeah, and they were on the um, Black Jewel blockade. Yeah, and so
0: they got oh, so they're like Harlan County boys, probably. Yeah,
2: right. That's right. Yeah. And so they were, um, yeah, they were part of that blockade, and then they got offered these jobs in Alabama with the union, and they moved down to Brookwood to work in these mines. Um, and Chris was saying, I think that right away they were making double in the UMWA mine what they were making up the, up in Kentucky, and it's and it's like, and still, you know the contract that the warrior that the umw miners have at warrior met is like the worst contract in the region you know and that's why that's why they're currently on strike because you know these mines all surrounding who are mining the same vein of coal are making a lot more money yeah
0: yeah yeah i remember i would uh before i moved to lexington i'd go take my clothes up to this laundromat and wash up there and this woman that worked up there melanie uh, was telling me that her and her, she and her husband, both mine, coal in Alabama for a lot of the same reasons. They're like, why are we sticking up here right. working for these little wildcat operations and everything else? when we mm-hmm. can go to Alabama, make you know, 70, 80, $90,000 a year or whatever. And I, I, I get that in a lot of ways because my, my brother-in-law spent much of the last, I guess, probably, you know, Six or seven years sort of uh, cobbling together jobs. And luckily, he was one of the handful of guys that d- never stopped working for any meaningful amount of time. But in like the Clinton era, he was making like, you know, six figures to, to be a boss in the mines, you know. And then mm-hmm. like he would get demoted and, 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 you know, go back to just going underground and different things. And it was like, you know, at the end of it, he was working for a Jeff Hoops operation. And this sounded mm-hmm. like bullshit to me until I, interrogated it but he was like they would have a foreman come out some days it'd be Wednesday some weeks it'd be Wednesday some weeks it'd be Thursday some weeks it'd be Friday and they would pay you out in cash wow
1: on Holy the like shit. on the
0: job site and Damn. I was like I was like <laughs> They're just skipping right over the HR department, you know, and of course right, everybody's FICA right. and everything was fucked up, you know, at the right. end of the year, everybody ended up paying a big bunch of taxes because they weren't, you know, they wouldn't cut. Right. Weren't withholding and shit. Yeah. yeah. None of that. And so it became a big mess, but, uh, Good yeah, but, but the only coal being mined in Eastern Kentucky is the same thing as, is, is metallurgical coal, which is, you know, used for steel and different things like that. Right. But, uh, but you know, the, the, the bituminous and all that kind of stuff that's used in like the, the energy mix in a lot of play. were not so much used anymore as, you know, natural gas and other things sort of, uh, you know, edged it out. But, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting, man, how fast and how precipitous that happened without, mm-hmm. you know, the intervention of, you know, the union of strong UMWA and all that kind of, that kind of thing. So. Right. Yeah. And it's,
3: and it's and, like, you know, go ahead, leave my, bed. Oh, go ahead, David. My I was going to say, you know, it's, it, it, you, we just got to talking about three or four families that, that uprooted their lives and moved, you know, to a different area, which is basically the same thing that a lot of, of our kin folks done, you know, in the early 1900s, uh, you know, my, my grandfather specifically, uh, went up to uh, Detroit, to Flint during, you know, the auto boom uh, to, make, to make money up there. And, and that's kind of a, the history of the United States in general, uh, you know, just trying to scratch out uh, a meager existence. But, you know, anybody that's listening to y'all, you know, it's important to, to recognize that we don't have to, most of us, love our homes. You know, That's I was right. born and raised in North Alabama, and, and I've traveled all over the world. I've been lucky enough to see some wonderful places, but I ain't never been anywhere like home. And mm-hmm. it's important for, for people listening to know that we can have these jobs in our area, uh, you know, if, if we'll come together in solidarity and, and and make them happen. You know, we can, we can bring unions in. To areas and one of the reasons why uh, the the south is so difficult you hear that the south is so difficult to organize is not so much because of the mindset of the people as much as it is the, the lack of finances that that the unions have had in the past 40, 40 odd years uh, I mean they, they have really killed us the government not just the Republicans, but the Democrats as well, has done everything they could to gut unions as much as possible with these neoliberal political policies. And mm-hmm. so the the organizing is not, mm-hmm. to me, the organizing is not so much a mindset. as it's, it's just, you know, we don't have the money that we had during the 70s, 60s, and 70s to invest in uh you know, these slick advertising campaigns and, and ha- hiring organizers to be on the ground every day. It, if rank and file members aren't doing it, then it ain't getting done. And that's kind of, you know, where me and Jacob are. I mean, we're, we're neither one of us are paid by a union. We're not staff. We are we pay dues just like everybody else. We, we put on our shoes every morning and, and go to work just like everybody else. But at the same time, we see that need to help People in our community succeed, and, and we ain't going to succeed unless unless we're organizing these unions. And the, and and to to your point with these folks moving down from Kentucky and there not being any UFWA in there, though I guarantee you, there's not one person in the UMWA that would spend weeks, months in Kentucky doing everything they could helping those workers out if they just pick up the phone and make a call. Right. That's all it would take.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where I feel like that, um, you know, now it's been so long since, you know, the, the unions have been busted and and it's kind of been weakened down in in what was, you know, traditionally more, uh, I'm I'm using this as like, you know, when I say skilled labor, I mean, I know y'all know what I mean. I'm, I'm not trying to say like, You know, if you're working service or whatever, that's not like a skilled job. That's not what I'm saying. Just like in 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 the sort of sociological sense, but I think what what had happened was, as more and more people were getting funneled into either you know professional type jobs, teacher, you know, nurse, doctor, you know, handful of doctors, lawyers, whatever in these places, and a lot of other folks. Based on class, we're moving more and more into the service economy, service work, and that sort of lower wage work. Like, and this is not a knock on SEIU or whoever, but like mm. a, a, it's it's I think not always been politically expedient or advantageous for them to kind of organize rural areas. And much of the South is is rural, and, and it's like you say, Dave. A lot of that is you could chalk up to, to lack of resources and, and other things, and not necessarily a, a not wanting to or whatever. But, uh, you know, you see the longer that's went on, you've created a situation, at least in in my corner of, of the world, you've seen a situation where it's like, you know, um, uh, you, you got, you got business owners and so forth in Eastern Kentucky that are like very proud that they, uh, pay their workers, you know, seven, eight bucks an hour or something like that. And like, and it's like, like, uh, like you were saying, James, like, yeah, and you just better be happy because, you know, there's no shortage of like, you know, people that are, are suffering from poverty and everything that are looking for these, these jobs, you know, whatever crumbs they, they may, they may be. And, right. um, yeah, I don't know. I think about this. I spent a lot of time thinking about this because, like, I, I wonder, like, why is like, fighting for 15 for example not taking off in rural areas as much as in like the cities and so forth and and I and I I don't have the answers I mean I think this is an open question we can kind of get into this a little bit because I know Huntsville's not a small town but like you know it's it's surrounded by you know places that look like where I'm from and uh, I'm just curious what y'all think is sort of the um, the future sort of like the rural aspect of all this sort of organizing and so forth
1: well, real quick on well, the okay. thing that you said b- before you posed the question, just to tack on and amend to that, you know, um, uh, Cecil Roberts, international president of the UMWA, was talking last night about the scabs who's making... Um, you know, more than $30 an hour or whatever, you know, they're paying the scabs more than they, pay, they paid the workers uh, when they were there. <clears throat> and that's mm. only because, that's only because of the union. They right. only, <laughs> and, and so, you know, C, Cecil was like, look, you get the, um, you, you get the union out and they're going to start paying you $20 an hour. Right. And if you yep. take $20 yep. an hour, I got news for you. There's an $18 an hour crew coming up right behind you.
0: So right. uh, it's you know. I was uh, I didn't mean to cut you off while I'm thinking about it. It's I was uh, part of the uh, uh, the negotiation team for my union's uh, uh, last contract, and I know like it's apples and oranges when you're talking about like professional managerial class workers versus you know like more uh, you know labor intensive sort of skilled labor you know that kind of thing, coal miners, oil field workers, whatever it is, but. I, we would send out these little surveys and it would piss me off to no end that we're putting all this time in, man. And there were people that were like, and I hate to feel that way, but I was like, there were people that were going to clearly benefit from our efforts that weren't going to put anything in the kitty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, man, it's like when you have strong unions, mm-hmm. like, like everybody prospers, whether you're going to, you know, scab or, 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 or join up or whatever. That's just, I don't know. It's just infuriating. It just You take something in
3: me there, Jake. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I was just talking to the guy the other week about that. And, you know, the Republicans for years have been talking about a rising tide lifts all boats. But their rising tide, their thought of this rising tide is kind of with the you know, we need to funnel this money in the business hands and that's the right. corporations and the rich. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with them to an extent that the rising tide does lift all boats, but, you know, I think we need to look at it from a different perspective and that that's those corporations and the rich are just one boat and mm-hmm. the working class are in the tide. And, that, and all that funneling needs to be coming into the tide, not just mm-hmm. one boat. And to your point, you know, when, when we start, uh, as unions uh, negotiate better contracts and better working conditions, we raise raise the non-union workers in the area, and even some of the people that don't pay dues in our union, uh, we, we, they rise with us, and that's part of it. You know, we we'll have to overlook their ignorance for, you know, but uh, – at the end of the day, it, it, it helps out all of our community as well, you know. So, and I and I, and I, I don't think they're blind to that. I think they recognize the community recognizes that, and uh, it's certainly shown here in the last month or six weeks as we've kind of organized this this rally. The community support has just been tremendous. So, sure. I think they see that that it ain't the companies that's that's benefit in the community. They, the companies that's buying all these pickup trucks and going out to eat on the weekends and things like that, putting pockets and put money in other people's pockets. It's all our, all these workers. Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. Jake, was you going to jump in there, Jake? i decided, I mean, the I shut you down. when He's on a good yarn. No, you can no, tell. I, was... You can tell. I don't normally host. I'm usually, you know, the guy <laughs> just chimes in here.
2: But. You're you you you're, you're the color commentator. That's usually, right.
0: that's right. You're 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 the
2: uh, you're the guy that drops in the uh, you know what 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 we keep you know what we keep calling in for.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I
2: am and right. nope. charm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you cut me off right when I was about to wrap up and and kick kick it off to somebody else, you know, to answer the question about the, um, you know, uh, about the, the rural areas and, and the fight for 15. I just wanted to tack that amen onto there. Um, And I, so I was going to kick it off to Lee or David right when you stopped me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, the only other thing I would, I would say on that was uh, you know, I just think it's a, it's a, it's a glaring omission to look at big swaths of the country where that's the dominant thing now, particularly in places like where we're from, and just say, you know, like, oh, well, that's not, you know, they'll figure it out or, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know. Right. Like, I like, mean, like, if
3: you go back and look, look at a lot of these, like Madawan and, and, and movies like that, that, I mean, yeah, they're movies, but they're based on a lot of facts. We've, we've always needed a lesser class than us to make us feel important. And, you know, the, the politicians and the business owners know that, and they've done everything they can to always keep us a lesser class. And, and I think that 5 or 15 is the lesser class that a lot of the working class people in rural areas, uh, they look at it as saying, hell, I don't make my eighteen or twenty dollars if uh if if these people working at you know at the fast food restaurants or wherever they may be, if 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 they get that, they're gonna be just about the same as me. And who 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 are they gonna look down on then? Yeah. You know, I, this whole that whole mindset.
0: I I agree with you, David. I, I took a lot of flack and this is and when I when I said this, this was strictly anecdotal based on the place I'm from. I wasn't making a big sweeping generalization about teachers but I took a bunch of flags I said I know that a lot of there's a lot of teachers that a lot of these folks working fast food and everything else would would beat for would show up to the rallies and everything for when they were going through their thing but if you flip that on their head I'm not persuaded that a lot of those same folks would reciprocate that sort of solidarity with their own fight you know so I, I think that's I think that's a valid point especially when you're talking about people because i've heard that old refrain too you know well i well i I only make twenty dollars an hour and i've been here x amount of years Mm -hmm. but then you can just you know flip burgers right out of high school and get 15 that don't make no no sense and it's like man have you seen what one mcdonald's worker brings back to mcdonald's shareholders like come on exactly
2: (laughs) right Mm -hmm. right and it's saying you know I, i think it's interesting too like with the uh amazon union vote happening just you know bessemer's probably 20 miles from brookwood from these mines in brookwood if that so it's the same part of the you know same part of the world and um you know a lot of just kind of the anecdotal stuff i was hearing around the amazon union um you know again not from you know uh, people of, of, uh, like minds to us, but just kind of hearing jibber jabber, um, was much the same thing. It's like, well, it's just a warehouse, you know, you're just moving shit around the warehouse kind of thing. And I, you know, but the thing is like, I've worked, I've had warehouse jobs and, uh, man, they fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather, you know, they really suck. It's probably my most hated job I've had and it's hard, you know? And, um, and, uh it's like when you're getting paid you know 10 11 twelve dollars an hour uh, to, to do that work um, that does depress the wages of all the other jobs around you that require a similar you know uh, skill set so um that that is something that's kind of interesting is like having that union vote happening within the last year and then the strike now in a in an industry that has been organized in the Birmingham region for a hundred years, you know, more than a hundred years, you know, the UMW has been in Birmingham since the late 1800s, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, And what I have noticed just going out to the picket lines is that there have been a lot of folks involved in the Amazon labor drive, um, who have been out there on the picket lines. They have definitely been going out to support the miners. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah, I know that y'all too, Jacob and David, were at a lot more of the Amazon rallies than I was. I was only at one, that one that happened on that day. It was piss and rain. Everybody's trying to get out there, as, get out as quick as possible. But I don't know how much y'all saw of solidarity from the UMWA or maybe the USW. Um, who's also you know pretty strong in that region um, for the amazon workers
1: yeah well on the um, on the thing you know about the working conditions of the amazon workers i mean amazon has really been able to do a number on the propaganda campaign about logistics work you know the fact that there are people out there that are talking to you lee that say oh well it's just a warehouse and it's like it's just a warehouse, a warehouse, like a warehouse job. Logistics work is something that, that would, would feed a family on one income like Mm -hmm. last century. You know, I mean, this is like, this is, you know, this is supposed to be real, like a job, like a career. And Amazon has been able to take the fight for 15 and been able to turn that call for $15 an hour as a floor for fast food service work and turn that into them saying oh hey look our median wage is 1550 look at us how progressive we are we're the bernie sanders of corporations i mean it's it's astounding you know this is something this is something that even in the area warehouses in the area that are represented by RWDSU they make significantly more than that. Their contracts start them out at 19, 20, 21 dollars an hour. They have better benefits, better health care, better, you know, better everything. Of course, they represented they're a union. Um, and and these aren't these other warehouses in the area. They aren't multi-billion dollar businesses these are local retail you know retail warehouses that 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 ship groceries to you know the the star market or whatever you know the area equivalent is you know and 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 their workers make more and their ceos make a uh, make you know significantly less but they still make more than the workers and um you know i mean it's the the propaganda around you know, Oh, Amazon workers, they, they get enough. It's just absurd because $15 an hour, like that might, that is an maybe acceptable floor, $30,000 a year. That's not much. That's really not much to, certainly not to raise a family. Maybe if you're a single individual and that's it maybe you know, you can get by raise a family, $30,000 ain't anything. And, uh, and they've been able to turn $15 an hour into like, Oh, look at us how progressive we are. To the solidarity that um, that Amazon folks saw, there was all sorts. I did a I did a stream. Um, from the RWDSU union hall uh, for hours, talking to area unions and community groups that were supporting the Amazon union campaign. Talked to the Birmingham DSA, the Birmingham PSL, um, the, uh, uh, um, the iron workers, the IBEW, the um, I saw some steel workers. I am positive. I've I cannot recall, but I'm positive. I, I, I had to have seen a mine worker out there in a UMWA shirt at at one of the rallies. Um, And I know I, you know, they, so they got a lot of support I feel like from, from some of the area, some of the area unions, but I wish, I wish it was more, honestly. Um, You know, I think we can always do more. And I think that's, why it's so important for union members to encourage their locals to be a part of their area labor councils, to be active in their state federations, so that union campaigns and strikes can have that. So that there's there's an outlet for communication between all the unions. Because if we're all isolated, you know, the, the reason that unions work is because we're you know in a workplace you're all united and fighting for the same thing. And the logic holds when you start talking about communities and states and countries in the world. You know, the more of us stand together whatever the issue, the more likely that that we'll be able to win.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I I saw that borne out in our own uh, unionization efforts at Sierra Club, like the big green nonprofit, and it was interesting to see that. And it's weird for me because I still kind of feel like a stranger at an outfit like that, but it was kind of funny to see, like, you know, uh, Teamsters and all these other outfits that organize, you know, uh, truck drivers and everything else, you know, showing up for like these nonprofit workers. I was mm-hmm. like, whatever, you know, my question, Lord's wisdom. So, <laughs> uh,
3: I was uh, One of the things that was amazing to me, and, and I've seen a lot of solidarity over the years, but, uh, I had went back to the hotel, but not that Lee was talking about when it was pouring rain and man, it was freezing cold, uh, mm-hmm. to get all of our gear out to that uh, big field that they were having this rally in for Amazon. So I get up there about three hours before everybody else, and I and, I, and this is literally a field on the side of the damn highway. And I pull up, and I'm like, where in the fuck am I going to park? <laughs> There's this big-ass 18-wheeler, I mean full-on semi, and I'm like, this son of a bitch has got his damn hazards on just sitting here, and I could park right there. And I pull up behind him. And I get out and, and it's from Boston and then I look on a walk around to the side and it's a it's a Boston uh, Teamsters joint district. I think it was District fifteen, I believe. Anyways, they had heard about a Teamster passing out anti union material down a there former team Birmingham. Yeah, former Teamster. And they had packed up this truck that actually is a mobile uh, event, uh, you know, thing where they've got speakers, they've got the boards, they've got the amplifiers, they even got a stage that pops out of the side door and had that thing set up within 24 hours just for that event, you know, so the solidarity is just beautiful. Uh, and I walked up and talked to Rick, was one of the guy's names. He's probably 60, 65 years old. It sounded just like him. You know, yeah, it just shipped straight out from Boston. Uh, <laughs> just as nice a guy as you want to meet, but strange accent. <laughs> yeah. He probably said the same thing about pretty... me, I'm guessing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, sounded like I love, I love their accent,
2: man. People hate, people hate on the Boston accent, but it's one of my favorites. I'm yeah, sure.
0: I'm
2: <laughs> I'm really it. It. yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> well, I
0: really love it. I'm into it. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit, too, before we really tease the event. Uh, you know, Jackie, you had a piece of Jacoba this week about, you know, conservatives love coal miners until, you know, they go on strike. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I know when we were, um, you know, Something that if you just follow Twitter discourse or whatever is happening around organizing efforts and, and whatever, you know, something that people, you know, bicker about is like, well, you know, who should we be organizing with? Who shouldn't we be organizing with? And, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, and you grow up in places like Kentucky or Alabama or wherever you're from. It's like you don't always have the luxury of, of uh, you know, showing up for people that are just like the most perfectly principled best politics in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like, you know, to our notion, it's like, you know, it's no reason to deny their humanity or anything else. But a lot of people like have some feelings about this. And I think that what you wrote about that kind of touches on this a little bit. But I was just thinking that maybe we could we could uh, get into that a little bit.
1: Sure, David. I'm sure you've got good stuff to say about that.
3: Uh, well, I mean, you wrote that there an article, and I was hoping that you would pull this one off. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dave said,
3: "I want to. I want to chill for a minute." <laughs> well, I can.
1: I can. I, you know, I can I ramble and let you about chew it. for a minute if you want.
0: I'm like you, Dave. I, I host a podcast, and I like to hide as much as I can. Still. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, I'm hide. Jacob normally runs the show, and I just sit over there and kind of pull a Eli Gold every once in a while, and yeah, he screams yeah, You're 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 you're, you're,
2: you're 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 the Kenny Stabler to his Eli Gold. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're over there getting a the buzz on and just cracking a joke every once in a while.
1: Well, he's dipping yeah, well, the whole show a lot every of Saturday. Of that.
3: <laughs> and that that's probably well, the best thing he's doing Florida. over there. <laughs> That's, I think it's important to pull out of Copenhagen and, and let everybody know that, you know, we ain't no Scottish drinking, uh, cigar smoking, uh, uh <laughs> three piece suit wearing union bosses. I'm, I'm a damn redneck <laughs> just like everybody else.
1: Well, mm. you know, I'll, I can, I'll ramble a bit and let, let David chew on it and, and figure out what he wants to say for his amen. But you know, the, abs absolutely. Um, you can't in if if you want to have a powerful fighting labor movement you can't l- limit it to socialists i mean you just you just can't how many of us are there in the united States uh, how you know what it, dsa has a membership of a hundred thousand multiply it by ten by a hundred even that's not even like a quarter of the us you, you just you,
0: yeah, that's that's right. I think during the Bernie era, we kind of developed an inflated sense of our own influence in some ways. And I don't I don't say that to shit on anybody's organizing efforts or anything like that. I just think that like it's important to keep in mind we're still relatively small.
1: Well, yeah, life, it's a Im- yeah absolutely it's important to keep in mind that we're still relatively small and this is in a historic moment in the history of the United States for socialist organizing I mean there are more socialist elected officials in the U.S. now than there have been since the 20s you know I mean this is like we're in an we're absolutely in an upswing for left Mm. politics and we're a huge minority um and so it's just you know when I see some of this stuff about you know, like oh, I was not You know, I don't know that I'd talk to this person or, or talk to that person or or you know, you can't you can't work with somebody who has this this opinion or that opinion. I mean, it's just silly, right? It, uh, right. you know, I mean, especially for people like us in in Alabama and Kentucky, you know, I mean, we're if if we even if we limited it to. Look, e- even if we even said liberals can join our unions, I mean, that that doesn't even get us to 40 percent. You know, we it, you've got to have a majority, a super majority to have good power on the job. And um, and and but here's the other thing. And I, I talked about that earlier is that is that unions change people. We talked to, at the very beginning of the show, we talked to a couple nurses. One of them was a conservative nurse. The other one was a liberal nurse. And you could tell that the conservative one, um, that he had been through his one year in the union, he had been going through some changes and some awakenings. He said that I had never realized that uh, liberals were so human. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, buddy, th- me neither. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, well, you
0: know, right, but for different uh, reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, you know, and, and this is the kind of thing that this is a 60-year-old man who's just realizing mm-hmm. the humanity of liberals. You know, I mean, of course, he said it glibly, you know, obviously, he knew in the certain sense that liberals were human, but he thought they were crazy and after talking to some of them for for a year um talking to his uh, black female nurses his his white male liberal nurses his you know everybody else in in the union you know he's if he even on the issues that he doesn't agree with them yet i don't know i haven't talked to him in a year maybe i i don't know what he's doing now but um even on the issues where he doesn't agree with them yet he understands them and this and and that is that's a big change for a 60 year old man to make, you know? A 60 year old man in Pennsylvania is, is now like, okay, well, you know, Black Lives Matter, I understand. I, I understand where you're coming from more. That's that's huge. And, and, I think, you're, and you're not going to get that from just a stranger on the radio talking to them. That is the power right. of having real conversations with your brothers and sisters. You know, talking about, they were talking about going on strike and stuff, and they did go on strike. That's an important life-changing conversations that they have to have. They have to trust each other to say, I'm willing to forego my paycheck from the company for who knows how long. For you and for me and for our families and for our patients. And that builds trust and that builds community. And, and mm. that trust is a good foundation to start these other conversations about bringing people over to realize, you know, to ex- 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 expand the bounds of their humanity and their solidarity to other people that aren't like them in their workplace and then people beyond their workplace and then people beyond their state and beyond their country you know i mean this it's it's the way to start people on a road to class consciousness political awakenings and and things like that and and so absolutely i i talked to i would talk to anybody just about uh, in in organizing a union and in helping unions to organize i'd be willing to talk to anybody i'd be willing to go on uh, I, you know, I'd be willing to go on any program. I'd be willing to talk to anybody in any time in any closet or coffee shop or w- warehouse or you know, anywhere, you know? And, we, it,
2: and, 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 to your point about like <clears throat> folks who might come from a more, um, conservative or t- traditional, like social mindset, you know what I mean? Um, and the way that being a part of a union, influences the way they think about that stuff. It's like when you look at Alabama history, you know, it bears that out, right? Like you have these moments um, following the Civil War uh, and in the early 20th century where you have workers organizing together in their common interests. And as a result of that, you have them um, beginning to support these like really progressive uh, left wing um, candidates in politics, you know what I mean? Like you have Ruben Kolb in Alabama, who's like a really fascinating guy who um, was a, a, and and, and the the thing about him and the fact that he was a very early integrationist, um, that he was a very early uh, labor supporting politician, was that he grew out of the labor movement. You know what I'm saying? Like organized labor is what oriented these, you know, and there were still some enfranchised black voters in Alabama at that time, because the, you know, the uh, big mules and the segregationists hadn't completely disenfranchised everybody, and they voted for Reuben Cole. And so did the, you know, uh, the working class white folks who realized that a union was in their best interest. And same thing with like the farmers alliances in Alabama around the turn of the century. These were uh, movements that didn't happen through partisan politics, they happened through work and people right. understanding that their economic interests were tied together. And a lot of that happened in Birmingham, in the coal fields um, in the, uh, and in the steel mills where these white and black workers were realizing, you know, this is, their, this is the boss's easiest way of keeping us from getting a decent wage is by carving us up, you know? And so, I mean, the UN, I mean that, that's something that, like, I didn't know about until the last couple of three years doing research is that the UMW, it used to be called just the UMW <clears throat> in Birmingham, was having integrated coal miners' unions and strikes in, in fucking 1908, right. in 1920, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying these these guys I mean, these are, you know, black and white and immigrant good old boys, you know, who are down there digging out coal and they're going against the political machine of Jim Crow, you know, just so that they can make a better wage, you know, and it's like in the the politics of Alabama reacted to that the political systems and structures reacted to that. And that's when. Uh, segregation became harder and harder, right? That's when the governor, B.B. Uh, Comer, called in the damn National Guard to break up these black and white coal miners <clears throat> striking together. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it's like, so just like the Robin D.G. Kelly, you know, book, talking about the um, the sharecroppers union, you know, and the, and the communist involvement with that, even long before that. I mean, this stuff had been happening for Forty years, you know, um, with with uh, just workers um, in the place. You know, y'all were talking earlier about people migrating, like to Detroit or wherever for work. David was talking about, you know, his uh, his granddaddy going up that way, and it's like that's what happened in Birmingham. You had people uh, recently freed, uh, enslaved people. You had former white tenant farmers you know, going from the, you know, rural Alabama uh, surrounding areas and saying, hey, there's a city popping up where you can go and work in a mine or work in a factory. And um, once they got together, they started realizing like, hey, man, you know, we get together together. We can get some shit done here. You know, we can make a decent wage. And that, in a lot of ways, that has been the history of Alabama politics is these powerful, you know, white supremacist, capitalist uh, business owners realizing if we tell the white guy that he's worth five bucks an hour more than the black guy, and if we lock up the black guy and exploit his incarcerated labor to undercut the white guy, then, hey, man, we can get the system licked, you know, and it's only been the union's that have pushed back against that and that have led the early, um, uh, inter, you know, movements for integration and incarcerated people's rights and children's rights and women's rights and all that kind of stuff, you know, and that came up from the labor movement. I mean, that's just hit, that's just the history bears that out, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't a top-down thing, you know, just like David was saying earlier, or, you know, the a rising tide lifts all boats you know it's not the trickle down shit that we're told because you know the thing is the the you know the the powerful can keep making a bigger cup you
0: know what i'm saying so shit
2: never gets to trickle down you know what i mean the cup just gets bigger and bigger so right
0: yeah i I saw this i kind of saw this played out not from the the labor struggle perspective but when we were um organized against this federal prison they wanted to build Mesh county there's this man Mitch Whitaker that was kind of uh, one of the early supporters of it and the reason initially he was he was into it is because part of that land they had staked out to build the prison on was was his daddy's land and all this stuff he didn't want to give it up and you know he'd go to these scoping meetings he'd say no nah, I'm going to be buried up on that hill where y'all want to bury where y'all want to well, build that thing at I ain't gonna sell and all this stuff. Wow. But he was still of the opinion that like, you know, well, you know, uh, MS 13 is going to kind of come through here and, you know, it's going to be like, what if somebody, you know, breaks out of there and then there will be, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And i watched through that whole process, particularly when we would do things like we would, we would have, uh, you know, um, people's family a lot of them black folks from places like richmond virginia and you know hampton roads area and norfolk virginia beach that area would come here because for those that don't know there's there's like a (laughs) you know you hear the word prison industrial complex floated a lot but a lot but like a lot of times places like where we come from particularly rural areas, like the shitty choices they get are like, well, do you want a landfill or do you want a prison? You know, mm. people just like are so thrilled to have those because there's nothing else that like, you know, they'll just pine for them. Right. And so in our area, in our congressional district, if they would have built this prison, it would have made the ninth either state federal or uh private prison in the area. And, uh, a lot of these folks would come, we would do, uh, you know, that like we would do like uh, rides from like places like Richmond and other places in so people could see their family locked up in the mountains that they probably hadn't seen 10, 15 years, some cases. And I saw that transform people. I did. And I don't mm. mean to get all mushy on a funny podcast, but I saw that, man. I mm. saw that in real time. And, he, and there was a, a piece that we were both quoted in. And uh, the guy that wrote it was asking Mitch about like his opinions on it. And he was like, you know, and then of course it was you know, he's a work of progress like any of us. So he didn't have like the perfect ideological position on it, but he said, right. you know, when I started out with this crew, like I just thought if you were in prison, you must've did something to warrant your ending up there. You know what I mean? Yep. And then he would talk about, you know, meeting folks. And it it humanized folks for him. It made it real to him, you know. And I think it's 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 kind of a the same thing in the labor movement, particularly where your 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 livelihood's tied up in in, in you know your uh your labor and everything. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. I think it, it it changes people. So I would just admonish anybody that's has doubts about somebody's uh you know moral credentials or whatever the case may be and that don't mean you're out here with like you know nazis or any of that kind of shit but I, right but 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 you know it does mean that like i think you need to be more patient with people if you know they can't quote lenin scripture and verse you know that's right so anyway <laughs> <laughs> well before we put a bow on this and sign off and everything i don't want to i want to be mindful of y'all's time Tell us a little bit more about Saturday and how people can, you know, get uh, get tickets or admission or whatever y'all are gonna do and who all's gonna be there and et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah, man. We uh, <clears throat> I guess we're kicking it off at one of the local union halls there in Brookwood, which is it's, it's about halfway between Birmingham and Tuscaloosa, a little closer to Tuscaloosa, but um it's kicking. Can off at noon. Uh, it's a $20 suggested donation. It's free for you and and family. <clears throat> and uh, we got um, Mike Cooley from the drive-by truckers is going to play a set out there. Um, we're going to play. Uh, we got Drew Morgan and DJ Lewis coming in to do comedy. I'm sure we'll have some speakers. David's manning the most massive fucking barbecue rig I've ever heard of.
0: <laughs> I think Dave, we're going many... to have to the, the discourse this past two weeks is what's the top five, uh, barbecue joints. Dave. So we, we uh, I have
3: seen that. Yeah.
0: What, what, what what's, yours, Dave? what's yours? What's yours? Top
3: five or all <laughs>
2: David's story in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: That's right. <laughs> yeah. I am mean, if, if I'm being honest, my favorite is Wits. Uh, that's my, you know, as far as just straight up a barbecue sandwich goes, uh, there ain't no better barbecue in the world. But uh, my second favorite is my house. So y'all will get to give it a try this weekend.
2: Wits is uh, my wife Dawn's family's from Decatur, and that's all their favorite. The, all they say is Wits. They're like, yeah, Big Bob's is fine, but Wits is the one. That's the ticket.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Winston's yeah. got that man. Winston's got that sauce. It's like a vinegar uh, and cayenne pepper sauce. You know they don't they don't have a tomato based barbecue sauce. And that vinegar and cayenne pepper, good lord, man, that stuff is <laughs> that's a sacred sauce. Huh?
2: It is good. <laughs> but yeah, we're <clears throat> we're trying to work out all the uh, details. It'll be good. It'll be out there in the parking lot so you know uh we're, we won't be crammed up inside or anything and the weather's looking like it'll be nice and a uh, dry and toasty and uh so yeah man we're expecting a good time it's our first show in a year I and a half know, so we're looking, <laughs> we're chomping at the bit uh
0: me we've and, also uh,
1: got a gospel group from the miners one of the some of the striking miners has got a gospel group and nice. and i'm um, Really looking forward to hearing them.
2: Oh, cool! I didn't know. I thought they dropped. Yeah, I got off. them.
1: They- I I bullied them into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, them. I went to the rally and was talking. To, you know, uh, Larry called me up to talk about the event, and, uh-huh. and I said, you know, I heard that there was a few of y'all that played music and that y'all were going to play for us, and then you chickened out because you're a bunch of <laughs> bunch of babies and
3: you got oh, scared.
1: And so I don't know what's up with that, but if you change your mind and you want to be men and play for us, let me know. Oh my God.
3: <laughs> Jacob, I'm just going to tell you, I warned you the first time y'all went down there on that picket line that you you, you ain't seen men like you've seen until you get down there. <laughs> and as scrawny as you are, if you want to hide behind me this weekend, I'll do my best <laughs> to protect you.
2: i do i do what what what, one of my favorite lines when me and jacob went down to the picket line (laughs) the first time as we walked up and this guy who i I feel like he might have had a beer or maybe a beer or something like that (laughs) he just like glanced down at uh what jacob was wearing and he saw that he was wearing like sandals of some kind tevas or something like that and the guy's just like i don't know about them sandals son (laughs) that's like first thing he said
0: (laughs) it is that was the first thing he said
3: i can tell you this lee i I told him we had just left the radio station that morning and, and and i told him the day before make sure you dress rough and he said, "Well, how'd I dress?" And that's the first thing I said. I said, "You got the damn Jesus shoes on, man. You are going to stick out like a sore thumb down there." So I, I'm glad to hear that. I, I guess there was a little bit of <laughs> somebody called of him on it right from
0: the jump. He, he yeah, caught it. Right he
2: off the caught, bat. That's right, straight away, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I mean, it, it ain't like I. It, it ain't like I. Um, I dressed like I wouldn't normally dress, but I did put on some of my, some of I, you know, I had holes in my jeans, I had holes in my shirt, and I had a flannel on, and and I had a, you know, America shirt like with a flag on it, and and I came up to him, and and I had a hat on. First thing he said was, I don't know, something about them sandals,
2: you know? and like, man man on. at one, one of my favorite stories <laughs> about Adam our bass player who <clears throat> y'all get to Tom knows him very well but y'all get to know him this weekend he's one of the funniest like best one-liner guys I've ever known he we were out at I wasn't there but it was at the Nick one night I think in Birmingham and this guy in town who has a you know a bit of a tendency to be a little uh full of himself and a, and a bit of a hot head <clears throat> him and adam started getting into it i think adam probably just made a comment about his band or something <laughs> and the guy you know which adam is wont to do and he's usually right but it's also usually pretty scathing and uh and this guy like kind of bows up to adam and adam just sits there and looks at him and looks down kind of like that miner did at jacob that day and he goes motherfucker your flip-flops is all i need to know about you
0: <laughs> that's all i need to know about you <laughs> oh man gosh damn i missed well, miss the Webson boys i i had lunch with blake the other day and we were just talking about uh about the event on saturday and he said man you know uh we're pretty outspoken band and everything you know and I said, yeah, I said, man, Lee's, you know, Lee's going to get the Holy Ghost up there and say something about free Palestine. And he's like, yeah, no, I think it'll be all right though. And we uh, had a had a big time, man. I miss that motherfucker so much. He, uh, he played me some of the the new record him and Adam did. And he, he, he gave me a snippet of new Glorifiers, but he was like very mum. He was like, that's that's all you get for
1: now (laughs) yeah that's i've got to hear at least one was it two that you played on the picket line two songs
2: i played one one of the new ones on the picket line yeah
1: yeah so
0: i've heard a whole new song from from
1: them on the picket line
0: what's the the one he played me was the one you're singing about being afraid of women what's that it's beautiful man yeah Thanks, man. That's the, yeah, that's the uh, power
2: ballad. On yeah, the,
0: that's what he that <laughs> that's, that's what we were, he said, man, he said, let me play you two. By, he gave me one that him and Adam did, and then he played that one, and
2: that
3: was, we're
0: moving in a new direction. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that that's
2: going to be like, you know, when we do the video, you know, it's like, going to be Adam, you know, is going to be like standing on the wing of like a leer jet, you know what I mean? Like playing the bass with the wind rushing through his hair. You know? It's going to be pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> just Yeah, just looking like he just got out of a body of water and brushing his that hair. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh,
1: man, that's right. Man. <laughs> so, so that concert is part of our um, our whole fundraising drive where you know the kids these days they do these marathon streams on the youtubes and so we're gonna do that from friday at 10 a.m to sunday at 4 p.m and the the concert is part of it um We've got a lot of we've got a lot of cool folks. I will say that I did want to try to get some of the conservative talk radio hosts. Like I wanted to try to and I may still I may just do it. I may just call in during the stream during their shows and ask. Jacob. But don't,
3: um, don't fuck up my weekend, man. Do not fuck up my for weekend. For real, man. It's that like what we,
2: for real. But, well, it's like me and Jacob were texting yesterday he was saying that i was like man there's one thing you can count on every conservative pundit and powerful person having in common and that's that they love the boss and hate the union yeah <laughs> well I you know and i told other stuff but that's I, the I, one thing
1: <laughs> i texted the station manager and i said you know is there any conservative folks you know politicians or media folks that would be interested in like pushing this to their audience that that you know or pro minor here and he said not that i know of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not a single not, not a one
1: yeah, not a single one all right well
0: it's funny because you see the conservatives trying to co opt the labor movement more and more it's like they yeah. know the power, power. Of it, right that's oh, how jd yeah. vance yeah. and american enterprise's whole thing now is just using these like Coded sort of labor terms, but like for right. their own ends. And it's funny right. that, uh, yeah, you call in and they can't find not one person, <laughs> not one,
2: not a I one. Mean, I mean, that's kind of the foundational thing about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which I think is what's kind of interesting about some of these. I'm hoping that I feel like that first time we went out there, Jacob, and you know we were still just trying to get past the whole sandal barrier with a couple of those guys. But uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're playing from a hole to begin with. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. We, we, Lee we was were starting pulling from me behind. out. We were starting on. from behind.
1: Yeah, Lee was pulling me out of the hole that I dug for myself.
2: <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I am curious to know. I mean, because there was there were a couple guys who had um well one guy had on a MAGA t-shirt, I think, or a hat. Mm-hmm. And there was some the guy who when we rolled up to the picket line said, you know, y'all are y'all part of a socialist group, and he was kind of wary of us and you know saying i'm a marine so i don't want to fuck with any and i don't want any socialists coming up here and uh <clears throat> but i am curious to like talk to those guys because yeah. while they um you know they vote a certain way apparently um it's like what they're doing with their time and with their money and with their labor mm-hmm. is just in in and of itself it's a critique of capitalism you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that they don't you know believe in capitalism to some extent but they clearly aren't true believers you know that that the market is the is the you know the benevolent uh, lord that's going to lead us all into into what we need there's something you know uh about what where they're at that says there there's something about the system that didn't white right and um we need uh, as workers to um challenge it you know and to, mm-hmm. to to disrupt it so
1: yeah well there was one interview in in left voice i think it was with one of the miners where he said that never in you know, never in my life would I have thought that our biggest supporters in this strike would have been folks on the left with my Marine right wing ass, you know, old, oh, well, was, uh, you know, was, I wonder if it wasn't it was the same, person. That same guy. I wonder was. if it wasn't because he mentioned <laughs> in that in that interview that he was like right wing and he was a Marine and he right. and he's been surprised by all the. But and, and he said that the, the Baptist hadn't hadn't come out and supported him nary a bit, but he's been, got all. Well, sorts
2: I, of, I will interject. I am a Baptist. So at least well, we one, go. at
0: least <laughs> so there's, at least there's one. It's, like,
2: <laughs> it, it's like it's like when they asked us if we were part of a socialist group, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, "Well, we are socialists and we are in a group, but I think technically no." <laughs> 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 sort of the same thing. It's like I am a Baptist and I am here, but <laughs> when he asked, yeah. you he's a socialist. But, but so we're,
0: you should have said, "No, nah, I'm a Baptist."
3: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but we're that, talking that, that, to the person. Like, <laughs>
2: That's like Adam anytime somebody one time we were at a truck stop and a guy asked, he was sitting outside smoking a cigarette. And the guy was like, Oh, y'all in a band, you know, cause people just say, you know, see a bunch of long haired shitheads walking out of the van. They're like, Hey, you know, the band and Adam just goes, no, nah, we're just a bunch of communists.
3: <laughs> that <missing> a beat?
2: <laughs> but yeah, we're talking
1: to that person from left voice. I actually got them. They're going to be coming on the stream um during that uh I, I i kidded at the beginning but i do think um yeah billies are going to be coming on at some point randy bryce is coming on hamilton nolan i reckon we got tom morello um we're talking yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, i like it. It the lead
0: there yeah <laughs> yeah
1: on the dl yeah
0: we um, got all these shit heads, and oh yeah we got tom morello
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got mdd uh, uh, chris yeah chris hedges um we got uh, uh, talking to Dr. Max Alvarez, um, <laughs> talking to Cooper Caraway. I mean, we, we're talking to some pr- pretty fun folks. So by, the, by the end of it, they're going to be talking and we'll be there. But, you know, I don't know how much talking <laughs> we'll be doing, but, but I, I think it'll yeah, cause be. Yeah,
2: because you're not sleeping the whole time, right, Jacob? Well,
1: uh, me and Adam. There ain't no well to it. No, 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 <laughs> no. ain't no well to it.
2: Your mouse already wrote the check. Now your ass has got to cash it, buddy. (laughs) Me and Adam's going to try
3: to make
1: it. Me and Adam's gonna try to make it all 54 <laughs> hours without sleeping. I, I'm I'm literally taking my coffee maker down there so I can and and <laughs> so I so I can have my coffee the whole. I'm I'm gonna be have a cup in front of me all 54 <laughs> hours probably. Um, but but yeah, it, it's gonna be a lot of. It, uh, we we've got a lot of good folks and all these folks coming out to support the miners. You know, I'm 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 real proud of what we've been able to put together and. And um, you know, I'm um, I'm real. Uh, you know, I imagine by the end of it, we're we're gonna be a little emotional. Uh, uh, you know, talking yeah. about how how proud we are of everybody coming out to support these folks, and
2: yeah,
1: and you know, ho- hoping they feel it. Uh, uh, you know, and I think they will. Hoping yeah, they feel all support that that they're getting.
2: And it's like we're getting support from so many different people in the community, t- mm-hmm. too, from Tuscaloosa and Birmingham, Opelika, Huntsville, <clears throat> Montgomery, people circling up. And what's what I think has been really interesting is, like, since we've started um, working on this event, publicizing it, is, like, how many friends of mine I have um, whose dads or uncles or you know, brothers-in-law or whatever work in those mines um, that I didn't even realize because it just never came up. You know what I mean? But uh, like Bo, our buddy Bo Hicks in uh, Tuscaloosa is helping out with a ton of stuff. And um, he's like, shit, man, half my family worked in those mines or works in the mines. And so, um, or like James Blankenship with the union who know i've been talking with today about setting up logistics his i know his daughter natalie from the music scene and had no idea her dad was involved so it's you know it's like these um these workers and these unions are so integral to where i'm from you know to birmingham to bessemer to uh up up to jasper down to tuscaloosa it's like that's these are the folks um in the the professions that built where we're from you know what i mean and uh so it's pretty awesome to see so many people who aren't even in the union or or aren't necessarily um part of any kind of like political movement or whatever who just these are their family members or these are just their neighbors people they care about who were showing up and uh, i also just wanted to add that this is the events supposed to happen at a, at such a time where people can drive from, you know, probably three or four hours, even five hours away and get back home if they wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, we're going to be, we're going to wrap it up well before uh, nightfall. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, if people want to make a day trip, I know I've, we've got people coming from uh, Macon and Atlanta and, um, coming from Mississippi, from all over Tennessee, Get met working on a couple in Kentucky. Uh, so you know, so so it's like we can, uh, yeah. It's like y'all can make it um, if you want. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool, man. It's gonna be barbecue and you know, uh, hanging out. It's gonna be awesome.
3: And and one other thing to to add to that, and there are one of the reasons why we're on. You know your show, and we, we—we, I mean, I can't—I can't thank you enough for having us home. Uh, yeah, but we, this, this thing, like Jacob said, and and but I want to drive home this fact: if if you're six hours away, or if you ain't been vaccinated, and you don't feel comfortable. Or you know you you just don't like standing out in the heat for a whole fucking day. <laughs> we're gonna, Rage against the machine like, ain't uh, your uh, bag. Uh, <laughs> like, like my fat ass, it, we're we're gonna be streaming this. You know all this music, all the shows, that, and all of these folks that's gonna be coming on is gonna be on our on our YouTube. Uh, stream, and, and we got links to donate, so don't think just That's because, right. well, I, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. try, that you can't enjoy this show because I promise you, what you've heard for the last, I don't know, roughly hour, is what you're gonna hear for the, you know, for 48 hours that weekend, except for uh, it's by, by the time we're all winding up, we're gonna be delirious, and uh, it's probably gonna be a, a lot crazier than this, but <laughs> You can donate at, at our website at thevalleylaborreport dot uh, Just look for the mutual aid link, and a hundred and I am telling you, a hundred percent of what y'all donate is going to to the uh, miners down here. We've got the food is being paid for by the Alabama AFL CIO, uh, Lee, and and God knows I, I would hate to, to get billed the hours that he's put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting all this together, the same with Jacob and the same with me. Every every bit of this is 100% donated time, donated food. So everything that everybody gives is going directly to those miners. And if you're asking yourself why you should be helping out these miners, they've been on strike for two months now. That's right. Two months without day a paycheck. day is seven weeks. They... They can't draw unemployment. They have families. They got kids. They, you know, they some of them I'm sure taking care of of grandparents and parents, and they don't have any money. And we need to do everything we can to keep food on their table, keep them, you know, as healthy as possible, and uh, as long as they need to be, because they've been taken advantage of for too long. And it's time for us to come together and help help some people out. Hell
0: yeah! Yeah, that's well said, Dave. You uh, you you, uh, you stole my thunder there. That's what I was supposed to say, you, you, did you did it. You did it. You did it so much better, though. Once you before we before we wrap it up here, won't you fellas tell everybody where they can find y'all at?
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, f- yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Labor Reporters. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob M underscore A-L. David's at Radical Unionist, R-A-D-I-C-L Unionist. Um, and like he said, you can donate at our website, thevalleylaborreport.org. He said 100% um, the uh, of everything goes to the miners. I mean, you know, minus the PayPal fees, I don't want somebody to come at us you know, sue us for a technicality, but, uh, <laughs> um, but the PayPal fit, but everything else is, uh, it is a hundred percent. Um, it, the Valley labor report.org in the down menu, you'll see mutual aid. And that'll be, it. that'll give, get you a place to buy a ticket in advance or to donate. If you're not going to be able to come, if you, it, it, and, and we'll, we'll take donations at the door as well. Um, it's a suggested donation, Obviously it's free for the mine workers, but, um, we don't want to turn anybody away. If you want to come out and add a body and hang out, then, you know, just let us know. And, um, uh, we're on YouTube at the Valley labor report. That's where you'll be able to find the stream and that'll have links to donate right there in the description as well. So, so yeah, that's, that's everywhere. And we're on Facebook at the Valley labor report. So that's, that's everywhere you can find us. I reckon.
3: And and we're going to have some shit to raffle off, too. Don't, you know. Oh, we got, yeah. I, we got some good, cool, I think uh, I ordered a bunch of shit from the Mind Wars up in mm-hmm. uh, up in West Virginia, like some shirts, some hats, some coffee mugs, mm-hmm. some nice red dad. Are those the cool mate, ones that you know? got Sid on there? Uh, I, but you know what? That shirt, I tried to get one in damn shirts, and it was sold out. Uh, cool. It was like smalls was the only thing they had left. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, a fucking small. I, I ain't gonna work gonna for the the not, not,
1: not many <laughs> not in
3: Alabama. Well,
1: <laughs> and, and this is, and I'm really excited about this item that we're going to be auctioning. I don't know exactly how we're going to do it. If we're going to set a price or if we're going to auction it off, I don't know, but we're getting, you, you know, everybody, I think most people probably listen to this have seen the flyer that's been going around a fantastic local artist named Charles Hastings. He goes by solo monk, uh, solo monk two, five, six on Twitter, uh, church of self on Instagram. He, he did up, he's, he's always so good to do up flyers for us he did up a flyer, we're going to get 50 of those union printed for the, uh, concert. We we're getting 50 of those union printed. It's going to have a a nice union bug at the bottom and we're going to get, um, Lee and his band, Drew Morgan, Mike Cooley and DJ Lewis to sign them. And we're going to auction them off and sell them. And, and it's on nice glossy paper, you know, it ain't just like computer paper. It's, it's going to (laughs) be, it, uh, um, and Union printed at a Union print shop in Montgomery. We got somebody um, the from Dixieland of the proletariat uh, there in Montgomery picking them up for us, and and so I'm really excited about those. I'm I'm gonna have to snag me one of them. Um, <laughs> I think that I think those will sell really well, especially once you get Lee's signature on it. I mean, no telling probably. Probably start the bid at a thousand.
0: Yeah, the rest of them vagrants, whatever. But it'll be three that really elevates it. No, man, my,
2: my, my credit isn't good enough for uh, that plagiarizing <laughs>
0: to be worth it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, boys, that's it's something y'all are pulling off here. And I just uh, want to commend you and salute you on the, the efforts here. And thank you for coming on. You know, it's uh, Jacob Davis. Great meeting y'all and LB it's my brother man so
2: hell yeah right. dude yeah i always been, been too that. long That's we good. need to
0: hopefully we'll get to hug your neck here for too long yeah for too long yeah. for too long so uh, yeah if uh uh you're out there listening we'll see you on sunday on the paid feed and if you don't have access to that there's a way you can access that www.patreon.com slash trillbillyworkersparty all one word and for five dollars a month you can get a bonus episode and uh yeah we appreciate everybody out there listening paid or otherwise but uh yeah thanks again faz it's been great
3: thanks dog yeah i appreciate it bro. thank y'all